Jason. Dude, we're back. 53 podcast. It's been about a month. We got a new setup for Jason. He's got his Cowboys. Cowboys. Got his Bears jersey set up. Dude, shots fired already. Coming in hot, bro. Had to do it to him. Um, It's been about a month, uh, but we are back. We are going to dive into fantasy football right away. I know all offseason we were talking uh, draft. We were talking free agency, all real football stuff. But now we're getting into the fantasy stuff. We're going to kick it off with quarterbacks, Jason. Top 20 quarterbacks for your fantasy teams this year. Give us a rundown of what you've been up to, dude, uh, and then we'll break it down. You know, I'm in the part of life for making moves, and now I don't really know what's going to happen once we settle down, but uh, wife and I bought a house, move into said house, um, had a wedding reception last weekend for a COVID wedding, bought a dog, trying to figure the whole dog thing out. <laughs> but number one priority, get a good start on the man cave. Right? I got my jerseys here. I got a little bit more going on. I got I got to oh, have the Bulls in there. They had a big splash of free agency. On this wall in front of me, I got my Cubs jersey. I got my Jimmy Butler in front of me. I got my Mike Ditka over there. I mean, we are off to a great start. I have a feeling also uh, first baby means Jason's in the basement, but, you know, we'll go from there. Hey, it's all good, man. I uh, <laughs> I think it looks great. It's, uh, it's definitely better than um, the basement that you were in before. Uh, with uh, having to hang blankets for your background. So this is definitely no, an upgrade. Uh, I'm excited for you, man. Super exciting. Uh, Dude, I appreciate that. So that's been that's been my last couple, probably five, six weeks. Where are you at? You look like you've been hitting the gym. I see a little bit of new ink. I see, you know, fresh smile and some energy. What you been up to? Bro, I've been all over the place. Uh, yeah, definitely just new ink. Uh, getting under the under the needle a bunch lately. Uh, definitely in the gym. In the last year, I've lost 65 pounds now, 60, 65 pounds. Uh, and going? Insane. So uh, keeping it going. Uh, Proud but, of you, man. Hell yeah. But yeah, thank you. Uh, ready to break it down, dude. I think our focus hasn't been on football because there's so much going on uh, in our personal lives. But now I think it's time to settle in and talk some fantasy, which I'm really excited about. So just like we did last year, we're going we're gonna to make – a 53 list of top quarterbacks. As you see below us, we got one through 20 on this list and we are going to fight for positioning on our individual list to make a 53 list. So Jason, are you ready to fight for your list? Oh, I'm ready to fight for my list. Let's go, baby. All right. I'll let you go with your first guy. This is fantasy football rankings going into the 2021 season. Let's see what you got. Yeah, and then for, obviously it doesn't matter as much for uh, for our quarterbacks. We'll be talking PPR. Um, our fr- uh, friends and family league is a is a uh, auction draft, uh, but a lot of these things can go into you know your snake draft too. We're not really ranking the rounds, but just kind of the overall value. That's right. So um, number one overall, and then we're gonna work our way down to twenty. I think we said so. We'll do that. Um, number one, uh, I've got Patrick Mahomes. You can't go against the best. And he's got another year in this offense. The offensive line's gotten better, in my opinion. And he's still got weapons. Lost Sammy Watkins, but, I mean, you still got the big three in there. So, it's got to be Mahomes. I am going to fight you right off the bat, Jason. I I like Josh Allen here. And uh, the upside that Josh Allen has is that he is a running threat more than Mahomes is a running threat. 
especially in the red zone. Josh Allen is going to fight for the extra yard, score touchdowns with his feet. And don't forget, Stefan Diggs was just in his first year last year and was setting records. Imagine what he can do in his second year. They get a veteran guy to pair up with him in Emmanuel Sanders. I'm really liking Josh Allen. I think it's a coin toss. And uh, I'll concede to your Patrick Mahomes for our list because I think he's the safer play. You know, I can see that. My my argument against Mahomes, or excuse me, against Allen on this one is be I know it was all last year that everyone was keen on him, but I really feel like an extra offseason to really kind of game plan for him isn't going to do him very well. Um, and also that, you know, I understand that he and Diggs didn't have a lot of time in the last offseason. They get more time now. Uh, but I think the defenses have the same type of opportunity is kind of my thought. I'm with you there. So your consensus saying Josh Allen is number two? Correct. Well, let's go to number three then, Jason. I'm going to kick it off with my third. I think this is a little bit of a wild card. But looking at the trajectory of the first eight games of last year, if he did that in the second eight games of last year, this guy, Kyler Murray, uh, would have been a top three quarterback in fantasy. He fell off at the end of last year for a multitude of different reasons. I think, like you said with uh, um, Josh Allen, maybe defense get used to him, yada, yada. But Kyler Murray coming into now his third year in the league, I think he is the number three here. Again, big running threat can throw DeAndre Hopkins. How do you feel about that one? Yep, I uh, definitely agree on number three. Um, that analysis is, is part of my game plan here, but my biggest thing for him is he picked up uh, quality center in Rodney Hudson. He's got A.J. Green, another veteran, maybe teach some of those younger guys how to play, uh, also a reliable red zone target. He's got another running back, James Conner and Chase Edmonds, who I think can split the load well. But the biggest thing for me is – his improved defense. Why does that help a quarterback? Well, because you're going to get the ball in better field position. That's right. He's not going to have to play 90, 80, 90 yard drives. He's going to get some shorter ones. He can be more dynamic. Um, chance to rest a little bit too. Uh, get the ball back quick. Control a little bit more, even on those three out situations that we talked about last year and saw a lot of because of their high pace. So um, improvement everywhere on the roster. And I think that only going to raise all ships here in Arizona. Uh off of that, I think he's third. Is that somebody that you would be willing to spend an extra dollar or two on, Kyler Murray? Or are you afraid that that, that is still kind of a boomer bust pick? You know, it's a dollar or two for me, for sure. Um, it's definitely not 10 bucks more, though, if someone goes into a bidding war. Gotcha. Um, if, I, if he fits my team, or I've got, you know, if I've got Hopkins or a guy that I like to pair him with, or a style or a bye week that works out, for sure. Spend a couple extra bucks, in my opinion. Uh, because last year he was a young guy. Now he's been in the league. Yeah, I think I, I think there is something to be said about getting uh, getting somebody who's been established. Uh, we, we've seen that with Mahomes and now Josh Allen. Uh, Kyler Murray might kind of join those ranks as his third year. Uh, let's get into number four, Jason. Who do you got at four? I've got Lamar Jackson. I've got a feeling you and I are going to butt heads a little bit on this one. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, because I know you're super butthurt from your use of him oh, yeah. last year. Uh, <laughs> I think I think he's got quite a lot going for him still. I don't think that's a takeaway from him. Yeah. They're going to have a new uh, passing attack. I think they've got Rashad Bateman, which you can't really rely on rookie receivers. Got that. One or two outliers last year. Um, but I just feel another year of maturity. Uh, I think he's going to get the tight end more involved again this year. I think he's going to be able to handle the target on his back. But, uh, 
you know, I, I can be swayed off of this one. I, it's mostly for his running value, why I've got him so high. Yeah. So let's talk. Where are you at? Four. Well, um, I don't know if this guy's going to sway you off Lamar Jackson, but I'm going with Air Tannehill, uh, the Nashville Titans. Ryan Tannehill <laughs> threw for 33 touchdowns last year, gets Julio Jones, gets the, the best ground and pound running back in the league to help him out. And that dude's a runner, too. Don't forget the dude ran in seven touchdowns last year. So he had 40 total touchdowns, three like 3,800 yards. That could easily be 4,000 this next year. Ryan Tannehill, number four for me. Okay, so I'm not going to allow that to happen. Um, I appreciate you putting up the wild headline, the clickbait headline there. Um, I've got Tannehill all the way down at 10. That's because I feel like there's so much more that's a huge talent miss. weaponry between between four and ten. That's, that's a huge miss for you. But um, uh, I'll, I'll fight with for one more guy before I'll let Lamar go at four. Uh, my guy at six. Hey, Lamar's gonna go at four. Let's talk about five and six and kind of see where where we can kind of adjust here. I, you know, because right. really All we're right. kind of hitting. I, I feel like one to three is a tier. And then I feel like four to like seven is a tier. I'm letting, and then I'm, after you know, I'm, I'm conceding these to you, which is which is sad. Uh, number five, you can see in the halls without an argument at all. All right, yeah, fight they're, me, they're fight 1B, me. One B, that's fine. I mean, it I, I I'll I'll gladly take Josh Allen over Mahomes this year, uh, and, and and win championships. But at five, I think this is a great value pick at five. Uh, at the the fifth quarterback spot, and that's Russell Wilson, Jason. I think he gets way undervalued in drafts uh, just because he's not as flashy as these young guys, doesn't have uh, the flashy plays. But Russell Wilson consistently in and out balls. So I'm going to go with Russell at five. I like Russell at five. Um, I don't love him at five because personally I've got him at six. I am going with the comeback kid, comeback player of the year this year. Your boy from last year. I'm going with Dak here. I think he's going to light it up. Dude, I love Dak. Uh, and, and Dak is is definitely my six. Uh, so let's... The dude went for freaking how many? He was the leading passer for yardage three weeks after he blew out his leg. Like, what are you talking about? This yeah. He could definitely be that dynamic. You had C.D. Lamb with another year. The tight end's got another year on him, too. I mean, come on. I will gladly I will gladly put Dak ahead. I think Dak is definitely a riskier play. And the reason why I would maybe in a coin toss take Russell is because Russell is consistent, doesn't miss games. You know what he's, what he's got. Their run game is non-existent. I know the Cowboys was rough last year. But Russell, mm-hmm. let Russ cook, happens. Uh, DK Metcalf, third year. Tyler Lockett doesn't drop balls in the red zone um but i'm thinking dak divisional defense well dak prescott might have probably the most talented wide receiving core uh by the end of next year i think people are are too too quiet on that receiving core and what cd lamb's going to be able to do uh and amari cooper obviously i really like it with dak i'll take him at five russell wilson at six i'm fighting for ryan Tannehill at seven jason all right, so where do we go here? We've got uh, Mahomes, Allen, Murray. Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. Okay. 
So you need to have you need to have Tannehill at seven. Yeah, I I, I I do need. He was top five last year in fantasy output for quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. it's not just me liking him. It's not just me being a fanboy. You've done your homework. I get that. I know the stats you're talking about for sure. He's the only. I, I guess the that's only other player. I guess I'm that's gonna, he's the only player I'm going to fight for. Ah, shit. All right. Well, um, because I'm just trying to look at the rest of my list here. And then, you know, because, like, I've got a couple that come in here fine. But, you know, all right, fine. We'll give them seven. We'll give them seven. I like that. All right, eight, Jason. You give me your eight so I can yell about that one. The California cool dude up in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers. That's who I have at eight as well. I think um, I had him at seven, but, you know. I'm 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 kicking myself from last year. Everyone knows Lamar Jackson was my guy. I got him in all the leagues, blah blah blah. I took Aaron Rodgers as my second quarterback in two leagues. Ended up dropping Aaron Rodgers after week three in both those leagues. Not good. Not Buddy. Good. Buddy. Dude, it was one it's of like investing things. in cryptocurrency. It's going to pay off eventually. I know, man, but it's like, ah, oh, these guys are old and boring. I don't want old and boring. But I realize old and boring and consistent is very good. Talk about old, boring, and consistent. Uh, not actually that boring anymore because he's on a new team. Matthew Stafford is my nine. He hasn't been in the top ten fantasy quarterback in at least five or six years. New offense. Amazing play caller. They lose Cam Akers, which is a huge hit. I think he would maybe have snuck into my top five if Cam Akers was still playing. But Matt Where did Akers go again? Rams. Uh, Cam Akers got hurt. He's going to be out for the year. Oh, that's what, yeah, because I, I don't remember that being a splash signing somewhere. I thought he was still under contract. Yeah, yeah, so like he is. Your guy. How do you All right, so you've that? got Stafford at nine. Dude, I had Stafford at 12. Um, the one thing that I want to see here as a negotiation point, because I think he has a chance to be really good, um, and he's got a number one defense, too, to play with. Um, I don't want to see Herbert drop out of the top ten because I have I have Herbert next on my list. I, I will gladly put Herbert here at, at nine, Stafford at ten. I will gladly put Herbert at nine. Uh, I, I think – Again, I'm putting flashy over consistent. Well, consistent in one year from Herbert, but uh, those consistent numbers, um, same offense, yada, yada. But the flashy pick in Matthew Stafford made me put him at nine instead. Herbert's at nine. I'll give you Stafford at 10. Stafford at 10. Give me 11, Jason. The GOAT. Dude, me too. I tell you what, Tom Brady at 11 is tough. And this is why, because you either don't take any of the top 10 and take Tom Brady as your starter, or you take somebody in the top 10, and then you have to sit Tom Brady every week, knowing full well that any given week you could throw for four touchdowns. That was exactly what I did last year, and it was the stupid, it was the most, not stupid, because I had him all year. I struggled so mightily because I had Cam Newton and Tom Brady, and I got them both for a fucking dollar, and it was a really tough ride to figure out my quarterback situation until somebody rage quit 
our fantasy league and dropped Lamar Jackson, so I picked him up. And then it was still hard because Lamar was struggling and Brady was just heating up. Yeah, man. So, so yeah. I, I, I mean, as far as suggesting in an auction draft, Tom Brady for a dollar is 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 the best bang for the buck. Uh, Russell, I would say Russell Wilson is very valuable uh, for how much money he's going to go for. Then Tom Brady would be my second. And uh, I wouldn't complain with that. I, I think that's kind of the strategy that I might be looking at now that I spent $35 on Lamar Jackson last year. So, um, Yeah, don't do that again. Let's not do that again. Uh, number 12, Jason. All right, so now we're kind of in that third or fourth tier I was kind of mentioning earlier. And this is the point where I could be I could be swayed a certain way. I'm going to take a chance on a kid because I feel like Philly is going to be better this year than we thought. I don't like the coach, but I'm going to go with Hurts. Yeah. Just on dual threat. Yeah, I really like it. I know that Devontae Smith is hurt for a couple of weeks, but he should be playing week one. Uh, I like Jalen Rager a lot. People are talking shit about him because Justin Jefferson went off and he was drafted two picks after. But people, Rager was hurt for half the season. And when he did play, he was flashy. He scored on a punt. He had uh, a 70-yard touchdown. I think the kid can play. Uh, Miles Sanders can catch out of the backfield. I really like Jalen Hurts as well. And if he's your second guy and you get a consistent player and then he's your second guy and if he rises to the occasion... I really kind of like it. So I'm with you there, uh, Jalen Hurts. I had him one below, actually, Kirk Cousins, which I'm sure you don't like. But uh, the reasoning there is consistency over uh, not exactly knowing what the Eagles are going to put out on the field, especially what they did late in the season. It was very questionable. Um, sure. But Kirk Cousins, now we can we can talk about him at 13. Is there a guy that you might like over Kirk Cousins? Um, I had Kirk at 16. Um, actually, I'm looking at some of our notes, and we basically had interchangeable guys here. We were, I'm kind of fighting Kirk for Burrow. Um, but I know Kirk's a little more proven. He had a great statistical year last year. To be honest with you, and not not to be it, not to insult for insult's sake, but I just feel like Kirk doesn't have the clutch. And I look for a little bit of that when it comes later in the season. Um I know it's nothing personal. Yeah, it's just you, my observation. He played later in the season. Meaning what? Joe Burrow got hurt, man. That, well, yeah. Now, I'm not going to push too back too hard on that one, though. Okay. I'm just saying I've got because we're which one are we, which number are we filling? Fourteen, thirteen. Thirteen. I I'm 13. cool. My struggle with Joe Burrow is. Um, Terrible defense is um, too much relying on him. I don't think this wide receiver core is as good as everybody thinks it's going to be. Uh, I know Jamar Chase is a stud. I like Tyler Boyd a lot. Uh, Joe Mixon's cool out of the backfield. T. Higgins. T. Higgins, yeah. T. Higgins uh, had a great uh, first two years. And that sample kid, he came on strong, that tight end. I mean, that that's five weapons. I like Drew Sample, but... If, if, you can, if you compare apples to apples, Kirk Cousins to Joe Burrow, what weapons would you rather have? I got three reliable ones in Minnesota, and that's that's about it in my opinion. You got the receivers and you got the running back. 
Irv Smith is coming into his first. That said, reliable starting tight. He's exciting. He was my he was my sleeper last year to get excited about. He's exciting, especially with Rudolph gone. But I, again, reliable is the word I used. Justin Jefferson, fourteen hundred yards as a rookie. Yeah, got him for like six bucks in our league or twelve bucks or whatever it was. So I'm thinking. Kirk Cousins might just edge out Joe Burrow on a fantasy. That's all I'm saying. I'm fine with that, especially in a homer league. All right, cool. I'll put I'll, I'll slot Cousins in 13. Uh, you're cool with Joe Burrow being 14 then? Sure, me. Dude, 15 is a weird spot then. And Very I'll, weird. I'll Awkward. tell you why. Because I think the next four guys, for me personally – have probably the four weirdest storylines for quarterbacks, and that's Jameis Winston, Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. All these are crazy storylines. Weird conversation coming up. All these are crazy storylines. And then below that you have Baker Mayfield, who might be consistent, but they're they're going to run the ball a lot. Trevor Lawrence is a huge question mark, but if you're drafting at QB2 – Derek Carr, Matt Ryan is way falling off the list in fantasy, in my opinion. Uh, and that's kind of what we're looking at. So help me out here with this last six picks. Where Who's leading this bunch, Jason? No one. Um, I disagree with the Matt Ryan thing. I don't believe in Cam Newton. Um, I think we should be considering at least Sam Darnold to make this list. I think so, too. That's, that's a great call. Um, I, I have no faith in Winston. I like that he's got, well, he's got a wide receiver. He's got a good O-line and good running backs, but I, you know, I'm out on him. I saw his most recent interview, and he's using words like continuity and success and teamwork. And, no, I'm talking like this now. Yeah, I'm going to put him in the uh, top ten because of that. That does not put me anywhere on my radar because of that. If you're still not sure who the number one is between you and Taysom Hill, you know, mm-hmm. See the nice thing. So, about, the nice thing about Jameis Winston, just like Drew Brees, is he gets like ten touchdowns from his running backs in, in the passing game a year, uh, true. which is a nice credit. It's true. Now here's why I'm out, I'm back. I'm in on Ryan. Is I know he lost Julio, uh, Calvin Ridley's starting to blossom, but Matt Ryan's always really good when he's got a good tight end. And I know I'm putting a lot on a rookie tight end, but I feel like that's going to put him back in the conversation. Plus, that division, the defenses are not awesome. Tampa's defense was good, and it got hot late because they were playing up. I mean, you could say the Saints' defense is is good, but I think they're going to be streaky as well. So I think he's going to be in the conversation. I'm not really willing to fight too hard for anyone because the last couple picks that I have is Matt Ryan. I have Trevor Lawrence in the conversation. Um, I like some of the weapons they have, and the division kind of sucks, especially with Deshaun Watson out. You just took – you know, that threat away. Um, I had Kirk down here. We selected him. Uh, Baker, for consistency's sake, but at the bottom of the list. Sam Darnold needs to be considered because he's still got two good speedsters on the outside. Uh, he's going to have McCaffrey back. Uh, he's got a couple of good offensive linemen. Uh, I do have Fitz there. And then my last pick on the board was Daniel Jones. So, I mean, really, where do you – Yeah, so where do you see some of these going? I mean, really – I, We're I honestly think now I'm kind of reassessing my list. I had Jameis Winston here at 15. 
Um, yeah. I just think the consistency that Breeze was able to put out in fantasy in this same spot, Winston comes in and gives you a better options for big play opportunities that Breeze just wasn't able to. That's why I like him at 15. But honestly, if there's no threat of somebody else coming in and playing, Ryan Fitzpatrick might be my 15 here. Ryan Fitzpatrick balls out every time he starts, at least for the first half of the season. I like his I like his options. Curtis Samuel gets added to the Washington football team. Obviously, they got scary Terry there. They got a good tight end. They got a rookie running back, a second-year tight end, or a second-year running back in Antonio Gibson. Maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick should be 15. You know, I don't hate that idea. I really don't. I love the uh, legend of Heineke, but I really don't think he's going to push for anything here. And the rest of the division's defenses suck. So I know they're going to be a very nitty-gritty, run-the-ball team, but, I mean, this guy is is the opposite of that and, and, and air it out type. So, I, I sure, let's do it. All right, Fitzpatrick, would you like Matt Ryan next? I, I, I know I fell way off of Matt Ryan. And they have uh, Mike Davis now as their running back, who's who's a nice uh, receiving threat as well. I mean, he's no, like, <laughs> Alvin Kamara, but he can catch out of the backfield. Do you think Matt Ryan makes sense at 16? He's a pretty solid QB, too. I don't see him falling off the way you mentioned it. That's that's kind of really where I'm at. I, I'm flexible if you're not sold, but it's something I'm comfortable talking about. I'm I'm fine with it. I, I mean, for me, he's sitting in the conversation of Derek Carr now, which is like great. You're you're gonna oh. put up you're gonna put up, you know, complete seventy percent of your passes, uh, but only throw for like twenty four touchdowns. So is that worth it for me, uh, as a fantasy owner? Or yeah, you might throw for four thousand yards, forty five hundred yards, but if you're not going to put up 30 or more touchdowns, do I want you on my team? Ryan Fitzpatrick has an opportunity to maybe do that. Everybody before him, I think, has an opportunity to score 30 touchdowns aggregate uh, running right. and throwing. Uh, and now we're getting into the conversations of people who probably aren't going to be able to do that. Well, and you can't forget they've got uh, got Cordero Patterson down there now, too. Oh, it's a big it's And they've got Arthur Smith calling the shots, and it's going to be – you know, I, eh, you know, I'm not, I'm not out on him yet, but I'm pretty sure by week four we could be seeing a different two. But right now, from what I'm seeing, I'm up. All right, all right, all right. So 17, we got four left, Jason. Um, we got a couple rookies, a couple undecided players, as in we don't know what's going to come of them. Jameis Winston's still out there. Cam Newton's still out there. Uh, give me somebody here at 17 that we can be confident in. How about we, but I know I am confident in Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. I got to write that one in, dude. Just think about what he was. He's got talent. He showed flashes. He got, you know, not hepatitis, but was the thing. Oh, yeah. He got he had the, mono for a bit. Yeah, the he had historically one of the worst play callers in the history of the game in Adam Gase and Dowell Loggins. Trust me, as a Bears fan, I know. Um, no defense, no culture, literally a team ready to self-implode. Um, he knows Robbie Anderson from his time with the Jets, and that was his deep ball guy. Now you got two of those, and you got a little bit more structure, a little bit more fun, a little bit more youth. And they spent all of their fucking draft picks last year on defense. So it's not like it's a young team. It's definitely a young team. It's not like he's been hung out to dry in the same 
type of situation. It's a team that we thought could still make a playoff push last year. You get an, an A++ running back and a healthy Christian McCaffrey next year. Um, get you out of a lot of trouble. So I think between that and his understated athleticism, I think we need to consider him strongly here. Yeah, I'm putting him at 17, Jason, and I'm with you. And I'm going to add to that, actually. When Teddy was there, he had three wide receivers over 1,000 yards. Uh, I know Curtis Samuel left like we had spoken about, and, but now they get the addition of Christian McCaffrey. So there is some star power here in this offense. I think Sam Darnold can tap into that. He's a smart player just like Teddy was. Uh, I like him here at 17. For sure. Are so you- that leaves us with three guys left. Yeah. Um, left that we didn't choose of my list, I have uh, Trevor Lawrence, Baker, Daniel Jones. I just don't know how, if how, I want to talk about Winston. I How do you feel Do we about, need to be talking about Roethlisberger? Like, well, that, that's the exact guy that I want to mention. Like, How do we feel about Ben Roethlisberger? It, it's crazy to think that every single year, year in and year out, he's going to have like three games where he throws for 500 yards. It just happens. His wide receiver core is still good. His running back is a question mark, Najee Harris. People are liking him. He's going to be high on our rankings when we do running backs. It's not like he's going to have a revitalized career uh, season, but he's still going to put up numbers. I mean, they throw the ball a lot. They do, but last – so they've been known for stretch it out, and that was back with Antonio Brown days. Now they've gotten a little bit more gimmicky – but even last year, they were the most screen-heavy team in the league. So this is where I'm thrown off the trail a little bit. I'm excited by him. I still think they can do it. Their offensive line's been dismantled. Their defense is tops, which is great, and they're trying to keep Roethlisberger upright. I don't know what's going to deal with the run game and their receivers. They have this Deontay Johnson. They brought Juju back for a year. They got Chase Claypool, who each had stellar games once or twice there, and they're very inconsistent. What blows my mind is looking at some of these other lists as we're doing our homework for other positions. There are a couple of people, more than a couple of people, that have this Deontay Johnson dude, top 20 wide receiver. Yeah. I'm sitting here like there's no way he's top 30. And so I just, I'm not sure. I guess I'm not sure what I'm looking for anymore. That's not a good thing to say and this type of thing. But it's like, how, how can you not? He, he is too, he can still sling it. He's still Ben Roethlisberger. It's still the Steelers, great defense, and you've still got some weapons. And if you're not going to run the ball anyway, what's the difference? The same thing you ran last year. What is the difference, dude? I'm I'm with you there. I, I'm cool with that. I think a guy like Trevor Lawrence makes a lot of sense at 18 then. Uh, and, and there's always a rookie that's going to stand out at, at the quarterback position. It makes a lot of sense if that's Trevor Lawrence. He's got my guy DJ Chark there, LaVisca Chennault. I, I'm excited about them. He's got Travis. I'm big on ETN for sure. James Robinson was a thousand yard back last year. He's got a decent little uh, team. Jim Tebow at tight end. Tebow looking sexy, dude. He's looking thick. Um, let's go Trevor Lawrence at 18. Do it. Lock it down. Okay, there's one guy that I think you'd be excited if I bring up. And Don't say Derek Carr. And I'm I, I'm gonna bring him up because if you're drafting the 19th quarterback on the list, you hopefully have you know a top 10 guy that you can be comfortable with, a Stafford, a Lamar Jackson, a Dak Prescott, 
At 19, right. you really want boomer bust. And I think a boomer bust guy who would be really exciting to have as your backup would be Justin Fields. Yeah, I said it. Justin Fields, man. You have a bona fide number one wide receiver. You got young guys who can play. We've seen that. And you got a great running back in David Montgomery. I like Justin Fields' opportunity as a fantasy quarterback. Not as a starter. You stash him on the bench six, seven, eight weeks. Maybe some trade bait, whatever. Justin Fields, 19. So, all right, you've intrigued me. So what's the strat then? I, you've already mentioned you get your top five, top ten guy, you've got your starter. I'm assuming it's going to be one of those guys with a ten or later bye week, right? Just to, just to hedge your bets there? Well, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, I could do it. It's like the, I'm cautiously optimistic. I want to get excited. I want this to happen. I want it to be real. Man. Well, the thing but is, by that logic, though, there's, some, there's, there's five other guys you can stream at the same time, too, if you're wrong. So I, I'm all about that now as far as the boomer bust risk part of it. That's exactly right. Like, you would rather take a guy that could blow up potentially. Um, right. And if he doesn't, by week 10, you just pick up the, you know, the 15th quarterback who, who could be a Derek Carr, who could be a Daniel Jones, who could be Cam Newton. Whoever it is can slot in there. But what those guys aren't is the potential that Justin Fields is. Sign sealed delivered. I'm sold. Right, let's put him in. All right, 20. Let's round out the list, Jason. Would you like Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, Yamis Winston? Dude, if Ben Roethlisberger is not on this list, what is that saying, bro? We're getting old. That's saying that there's a new generation of football Dude, here. Ben I mean, Roethlisberger at one time was probably a number one quarterback drafted. There was. There were like two years there. Yeah, you're not wrong. Because it was like Brown, Sanders, and what was the other receiver? Like Santonio Holmes or some shit? That yeah, long ago. Yeah, he had that stretch that he was like putting up 5,000 yards a year a season, you know. Anyway, right. If, so before we before we round out the list, we're going to leave this number twenty hanging for a minute to do a sidebar. There are two points I wanted to bring up. One, see the point that you just made about how old are we? You think about last year's there. We're not talking about a couple of guys. We're not talking about Deshaun Watson. We're not talking about Camus Heavy. Jared Goff's not on the list anywhere. Drew Locke was supposed to be a conversation. Jimmy G was supposed to be a dude. Uh, Teddy Two Gloves. Philip Rivers retired. Um, the transition into that is Carson Wentz to me is a guy we should have considered a little bit earlier if healthy. Well, he went down with the foot industry injury. You're out five to 12 weeks because, you know, what the fuck is that? Uh, but now the best guard in the league went down, Quentin Nelson, the guy that's supposed to be making everything great. So I think that hurts fantasy value all around because he is also out five to 12 weeks. So there's your point of nostalgia. You know, this, he. What? Wentz already been in the league six, seven years now. Well, yeah, I mean, he was a front, nuts. He was a front runner for MVP before he got hurt the year they won the Super Bowl. Um, right. And, yeah, now he's hurt again. It's unfortunate. I think he would have been a top ten pick for me. He would have been fighting with, like, Stafford right around there, um, which is unfortunate. And I think it really hurts um, uh, Jonathan Taylor as well, of course. 
who had a great second half of the year. He was going to be a top five back for me, and he instantly fell like 10 spots. Um, yeah, Michael Pittman was going to be a, a, a flex or a third, fourth receiver type look too, and now he's, nah, why bother? Easily, man, easily. Oh. So um, that sucks. All right, all of that nostalgia and stuff, yeah, we're not talking about Drew Brees so much. We are by association, but it's crazy they have a lot of those names not in the list anymore. So, all right, you asked a question. The question was, who is going to fill this spot at 20? Please give me somebody good. I don't have anybody immediately. I know it's not going to be Jameis Winston. All right. And I will die on that hill, and I can you can prove me wrong. Leading Jameis Winston. You know what? I'm drafting Jameis Winston then. Get no hesitation from me. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling that uh, somebody in your family is going to be all about him. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that makes a lot. Of sense. You know who you are. You you're a listener. Um, <laughs> DM me if you got a problem with this. I'll see you on draft night, blah. Um, well, honestly, I've got Daniel Jones here. I'm kind of stuck in my mind between Daniel Jones and Roethlisberger. Dude, I'm <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you Daniel Jones, and we haven't given the guy enough uh, talking yet, and we and we should because he got Kenny Galladay who had a yep. terrible year last year for so many reasons. He was just nagging injuries all over the place. But the two years prior to that was a touchdown stud. 13 touchdowns, 12 touchdowns, 1,000 yards in both of those years. He comes to this team who already has a good wide receiver core, a pretty decent tight end. Saquon, if he's healthy, would be exciting. I'm cool with Daniel Jones at 20. Yeah, and you think this is the make-or-break year for him. New coach, new staff, new mentality. Um, the entire team apparently got in a brawl today, and Daniel Jones is at the bottom of it. And coach pitched him out and made him run and do push-ups. And they did all that, you know, on-the-whistle push-ups, and then run 100-yard gassers, and then, then push-ups again. So that that's something I thought that was, like, illegal in pro football Say these days. What? So. So now you've got me. You've got me on the Joe Judge train a little bit. I I'm with it. I mean, you know, maybe that's just what these guys need. This is New York. Maybe a little bit New York uh, grit kicked into them. Yeah, I guess so. It's not the Odell Beckham days, is it? Um, I'm cool with yeah. Daniel Jones. I think this list is kind of fun. If you're looking back at it, Jason, you can tab over as well. If you're looking back at it. Are there any guys that you kind of wish were placed elsewhere? And if you say Ryan Tannehill, I swear to God. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I'm kind of looking around here. This Jalen Hurts thing is making me a little nervous. Yeah, he's pretty I'm high, ain't he? I know. Jalen Hurts is pretty high, dude. That's like when people were drafting Tim Tebow when he was the starter. You're like, yeah, but he might get 90 rushing yards. Right, well, you know. But now that he's the guy and they don't really have a backup. Hooey. That one's pretty glaring, dude. Yeah, it's it's right. And then I'm thinking of swapping Lamar and Russ. Oh. And dropping Tannehill down to 12. They might as well bring Hurts all the way up. Um, well, 
Okay, so let's let's let's. I don't really care about the top ten. I feel good about the top ten anywhere those land, with the exception of number seven, um, because we've never really had any good quarterback play in, in Nashville since McNair. So, who knows? Um, but really, I want to talk about. Let's talk about the bottom half of the order. All right. God, I am really, I am really just talking myself up on Darnold here. Um. I kind of like Kirk at 13, no offense. I'm not saying anything negative there. I think 13 fits right where he's supposed to be. But to me, okay, so Hertz is clearly the outlier. Yeah, but I think he's the best boomer bust pick. Like, that's why he's so yeah, That's exactly it, though. I, I mean, leave him. We, we leave him because exactly what we talked about with Justin Fields. He is your backup quarterback. He is not your starter. If there's a, in a 10-man league, 12-man league, eh, maybe it's something else. But that's your that's that could be the next, you know, like my situation. I pick Brady and I pick Cam. You know, maybe that's you got two starters that you're, you know, dicking back and forth every week. Right. I, but we're talking a PPR, we're talking an auction league, and we're talking a 10-man league. That's what we talk, that's what we play. With that standard, leave them. Yeah, no, exactly, Jason. And what it comes down to is a dollar amount, right? Because in a snake draft, 10 quarterbacks are gone, and you look at the rest of the list, they all equal, right? But when it comes down to auction, when it comes down to your second quarterback, that has another value to it at second quarterback because there are people who will get, say, Mahomes and then get Stafford. And now they have two really good quarterbacks. You see that pretty often in auction drafts and what that does to somebody like Jalen Hurts is actually increases his value because guys will gobble up two people in the top 10 uh, and now Hurts' value might even go up a, a little more so I like him here um, I think it's kind of fun I don't know if I'm going to touch him uh, because I need consistency this year out of my quarterback uh, I'm cool with like 250 yards Maybe 17 and points. yeah because I, I can't deal with the Lamar Jackson roller coaster anymore man uh, so, I, so I'm looking to somebody a little more uh, on the safe side. So you are so that okay. So that means you're going Stafford and Kirk. I know that right now. Hey, I didn't say boring. You, you just okay. So you're going Tannehill and Stafford. Now you're talking. Got it. Tipped your cap. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts. I mean, I'm not spending ten bucks on him. I might. Not, I'm not spending five bucks on him. It no, depends on I where it falls. So. I mean, he's definitely at, tw- at twelve. I'm I'm thinking four or five bucks. That that that's a maybe a bidding war on Hertz. Uh, if somebody you know doesn't have a quarterback needs to fight for two average guys. Um, but let's let's move on, Jason. This is this is our twenty. This is our fifty threes, twenty quarterback list. We feel pretty good about it. I want to ask you before we get into it uh, on the next podcast. What are you looking forward to out of the running backs, Jason? Is there one that kind of stands out that you want to talk about a little teaser uh, before that stream? I think, oh, man, I've got I've got so many thoughts because actually today I was putting together my list. I think there's going to be so much value in your number two running back this year that it's insane. Yeah. I, I think you're going to have right. five, six, seven guys, yeah, six guys that can be your number one and, and carry your team. After that, 
I feel like that your number two running back can be anywhere between, you know, pick eight or running back eight and running back like 25, 30. There are so many guys. Yeah, 25. There are so many guys here and there's so many unknowns, especially because now you're seeing with the league diversifying and all these guys may be able to catch a ball, but that's a value in the love of a PPR league. You, if a guy gets 20 touches in a game, that's nuts. Not 20 carries, 20 touches now. There are a few guys that command that kind of timeshare anymore. So really, I'm not going to say that we're devaluing the position because the value of the position is very high. But I, I feel like it's kind of switching the value from receiver to running back in that you just need a guy. Anybody can put up 12 points on any given week. And that's a pretty damn good week that way. No, Whereas receiver, it's boomer bust. It's more boomer bust that way, the way it used to be with running back. You've got your five guys at receiver that can put up your 25 points a game. And then you've got some guys that are number twos on their roster and they could get completely schemed out for a week. Yeah, I think um, the overview to me looks like this is the year to spend a lot of money on a running back uh, that you're comfortable with. Uh, and then spend a lot of money on your second running back, just like you were saying. And if you're in a flex league, I honestly think you go three big running backs. Uh, it, it's worked out in the past. A lot of people say don't do it. You're putting way too many eggs in one basket. I kind of disagree because the value, like you said, is in running backs because I think in the wide receivers, there could be 20 wide receivers who have 1,000 yards this year very easily. There could be oh, yeah. 10 to 15 guys who score over 10 touchdowns. There could be uh, over 80 catches. Dude, that could be one on every team have over 80 catches. It's just what the league is going to. Um, mm-hmm. So you need to get the guys that you can be confident that they can score week in and week out uh, at your running back position. Uh, get one of the top five guys if you can, and then just backfill with as many running back twos is kind of the strategy. I'm thinking initially – but don't ask me. I finished dead last in all my league. See, this is where I'm at. I love that philosophy. That was my philosophy last year. I haven't decided if that's what I'm going with again because last year I spent big money on running back. And I started out dominating. First four or five weeks, I was untouchable. I got Alvin Kamara and I got Ezekiel Elliott. Then both their quarterbacks went to shit, and then their production went to shit. So in a healthy world, I would have dominated. But we all know anybody who plans a season on being healthy all year, you're a rookie in fantasy football. That's exactly right. You need some depth. You got to have some outs. You need Justin Fields as your backup quarterback. Yes, you do. (laughs) Well, dude, that has been it for the 53 podcast. Feels good to be back talking fantasy. Fired up. This time. Uh, This will be out this week. This is the week of August 3rd. This has been filmed on August 3rd. Should be posted on the 4th. We'll see if I get to that as quickly as possible. We're going to do running backs next, then wide receivers, then tight ends. Super excited about it all. Coming to you soon. So uh, like, subscribe, hit the action bell so you know you get alerted when the 53 puts out new content. Uh, that's about it, Jason. Any, any last words? I am fired up for some sports again, baby. Let's go football. Definitely hit that ring because I'm excited to get back in the routine of this, and I've got some spicy stuff. I think we've got some spicy stuff coming up with this fantasy stuff. 
especially because it's coming hot and heavy and it's not something we're boring you with the last month. Um, I think the energy is going to be great. I'm excited. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, we will catch you next time. Doses.